1: welcome 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 to chicago coming from the true chicago sports fan cave this is the tcsf podcast with Rock and big z it sure is oh boy he's back episode 95 is brought to you by 606 media true chicago sports fans a C S I and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t shirts. Search for keyword True chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Oh boy, look at these. Yeah. Bro. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my boy E Rock. What up, e? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If
2: you are a first timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with the monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month help us out keep us going and uh you know let us know that you enjoy the content and speaking of that do you like the show i do are you a fan i am then tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends and you can help us uh you know share what we do share what we love we do this because we like doing it and we do it because hopefully you like hearing it so that is why we do it so if you enjoy what you hear please uh, share it with your friends your sports fans friends your movie friends and uh people that like to hear weird shit because we do that too z what's (laughs) up brother how you doing man it's been a while
1: it's been a while oh it's a good song um no (laughs) it's been a really good while man um it's been a busy 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 sports week as you know this because i know you are watching as as much as i am everything but football is playing being played i don't count the usgl fwyz football league
2: Hey, hold up! That's the no. That's the uh, that's the reboot of the uh, the USFL, and it's actually pretty interesting. They got some some really good football being played there, and it's nice to see football this time of year.
1: I'm not agreeing. It's, it's always good to see, to see football. I'm not agreeing. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you there. And it, it is going to play after the Sox game that we're watching right now. Uh, right now the Sox are up 3-2. So just want to put that in there. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah football is not really played. I don't really count that. I might even count XFL over that USGA. No, WBZ. no, 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 no. Because this is more, this is traditional football they're playing. Is this, this is legit yeah, this NFL is plays and NFL rules. 100. Yeah. You
2: got you got former NFL players, guys that maybe had like a cup of coffee in the NFL and then came back. Uh, guys that never, you know, maybe they went back to college, finished their their college, and came to NFL. You got former NFL coaches and things like that. So this is a legitimate reboot, and you've got some very, you got some teams out there. Like there's, I think there's one team that like uh, has like three touchdowns a game is and is undefeated still. So they're actually moving them to a bunch of primetime spots. So they're. I, look if you are a football fan if you love football i haven't been able to watch a ton of it i've watched a few games but i mean again you know for for those that are thirsty uh, for some nfl action and they're and you know this is definitely you know what i mean like you watch uh, uh you watch uh, minor league baseball every now and then yeah. i mean it's kind of similar to that you know it's it's not necessarily the feeder system because that's what college football is but again for a football head this is not like some some junkyard you know nonsense football this is legit football
1: so why, why not make it into like the G League where you can have a congruent like going on at the same time? So like, let's say you NFL, NFL, we know NFL is is primetime uh, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Why not have these games like on Friday nights? Because the, the G League is college football.
2: Yeah. What happened, Toast? I think he's on steroids. It's like trying to cover a fucking racehorse. That's
1: how that works. And ladies and gentlemen, you can tell that E has been anxious to get back on the mic. <laughs> and talk football <laughs> <laughs> he can go off on a tangent at a moment's notice <laughs>
2: I, just, I, I just don't I don't want you to, to talk down I mean hold up you, you are also a person who watches soccer yes Okay. not just not not European soccer
1: not like a, you know man you you're watching Chicago fire you want to talk about garbage I'm supporting fire. another Chicago team that's like me watching the uh, WNBA, right? It's not as good as the NBA, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you just don't like soccer, and that's fine. Nobody likes soccer. Yes. You and you and two other people. Chicago has the biggest Polish and Mexican communities. Who does not like soccer in those two communities? What,
2: you, you missed me so much from two weeks of not seeing me that you just come right off the bat, right off the bat, just trying to fight me, man. What's up, man? You, you missed me that much? You want to box? with yes, up? Yes,
1: sir. Oh, what's up? We'll get into some boxing later. <laughs> <laughs> but this week has been a hell of a week uh, for bowling. We defeated one of our favorite opponents, uh, just a good crowd of, of uh, gals and guys. Uh, we uh, won the final matchup and we are heading to the championship this Tuesday when this episode comes out. So... It is gonna be a wild one. Uh, if you want to come out and support, at, we will be at Waveland Bowl on oh. Western. Yes, our own off mater. And uh, yeah, you can come out. We start at seven. And we'll finish about ten thirty. So come out and support. Uh, yeah. So we have our championship game, and it's gonna be a hell of a doozy because be this this one kid that's on that team. He missed a three hundred game by his first um, the first frame. So you got a wow. nine spare and then strikes all the way through the rest of the game so you missed a 300 game by one throw so we're playing that team and uh so
2: so let me ask you real quick is it worse is that is that a worse feeling kicking it off and then you know finishing off with a 300 you know what would have been a 300 game or getting to that last that very last that 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 that, you know that third
1: throw in your 10th frame yeah the the, the third throw in a 10th frame (laughs) that is the most disappointing thing like yeah, that, uh, you've seen people like do the gender reveal and the dudes all, you know, distraught when it's when it's pink instead of blue. That's what it looks like when a guy <laughs> fucks up on the last fucking frame, last ball. Yeah, wow. definitely, that's what that is. I mean, and then we have I have Wednesday bowling one well, that's kicking off well, well and better, um, you know, with Louie and everybody. But shout out to our team captain uh, this week for Tuesday. He held it down. Um, I had a good series, but he had a better series, and that's what carried us over. So, shout out to our captain Sam. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, oh, your boy ran a race yesterday, bro. Oh, my <laughs> and I oh. wasn't from the cops. Um, <laughs> I can't do that stuff no more. I can't hop fences like that no more. Uh, yeah, I did my first uh, 8K, which is five miles in the it's been three years it's been three years since uh yeah so and you know after surgery so it's kind of going congruent with the, the the pandemic and the surgery because i was still recovering so it's the first time i did 30 minutes over my average time so i usually do five miles in about 58 to 59 minutes and uh i did it in 90 minutes and that's because i ran half of it and walked half of it just i caught cramps and then the first mile and a half they I guess they were trying to resurface the uh, whole street I forgot what street that is right next to uh, Montrose Harbor Um, but the first mile and a half was all like unsurfaced uh, uh, pavement so it was uneven Uh, it was hard to run because you would catch a groove and you would kind of almost twist your ankle so um, after half a mile of running on that I just walked the rest of that mile and then after that I caught my breath and went rolling so when's the last time you ran? um I ran my mouth uh, over the weekend. <laughs> you ran your mouth and jumped at the conclusions. Oh well, boy! Know, you know, I mean, when, when we when we do the uh, the the parents
2: and coaches softball game uh, for for our softball league for the kids, um, I mean, technically, I, I have to move my legs faster than running to get to first. It's not. I, I mean, I, I would. Uh, it would probably be a disgrace to people who actually do run to call that running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I'm, you know, there, there's no even. It doesn't matter how hard I hit that ball, uh-huh. uh, I might make it to second, and that's a might.
1: And that's not. Like a- there's
2: no such thing as a home run for me.
1: There's a. It's that that competitive walking. Uh, uh, of- <laughs> oh
2: yeah, where you switch your hips and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. Like, I make sure. I make sure when I play, uh, you know, beer league softball, I wear a fanny pack so they know <laughs> what I'm doing when I'm walking out to first. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! All right, E, how's your week? (laughs) Holy shit! All right, first of all, a belated Happy
2: Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Especially my wife Kim held it down, especially when I was out of town, and just you know, she's always doing her thing. She's she's the best mom for the girls um and happy birthday to to her coming up uh, next sunday and happy birthday to you your birthdays are, are literally the one day after the other so you know we're, we're all getting older and uh yeah. hopefully we're getting wiser
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that yeah I mean,
2: yeah and, and the great thing is you guys both have those weekend birthdays coming up so those are like the best those are the best birthdays i love weekend birthdays
1: yeah yeah hopefully uh i don't know what are we doing for our, uh, we can talk about we'll figure, <laughs> figure that out later.
2: But look man uh yeah i had that trip last weekend up to milwaukee for the midwest gaming classic it was a lot of work but we managed to sneak in a lot of fun here and there uh, i did a little uh record shopping uh that, oh, with uh, with some of the crew there of course i mean that's how it goes but you know let me give a special shout out to the crew at Marco's specialties uh they run the events and we kind of support them being the uh, manufacturer uh, especially my guy my guy kyle uh, you know he's been working on pins for a long time, so he really helped me out when we had a couple of uh, issues uh, with games that needed fixing out on the floor. Uh, we managed to, yeah, like I said, we went to a couple record stores up there, got, grabbed the uh, the Black Pumas album, uh, I grabbed also the Yasin Gay album, which is basically a Most Staff and Marvin Gay combo, it was really fucking dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, we we uh, we had some uh, interesting uh, interesting stuff happen at work because I work. I worked uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. At the show Mm -hmm. Go right back to work on Monday I worked from home on Monday and then tuesday show up and i was like huh there's a lot of water on the floor well it's been raining right yeah well next thing you know the whole warehouse and the whole office is flooded no we, we had a water main break underground and we all thought it was just you know rainwater. nope it was just popping right up and next thing you know it's coming into the offices and all that stuff so uh, yeah that was uh that was a lot of fun and uh some of the offices are still a little moist oh boy yeah <laughs> So uh, the funny, <laughs> the funny thing to come out of this, right? So I go and grab my phone, and I find the uh, the theme song from Titanic my heart will go on by celine dion right and i put it on i press play and i kind of push it to the back there and all of a sudden i hear the people in the office like oh my god where's that coming from and everyone's laughing and the cubicles are kind of cut off and uh they but they do have a little like plexiglass window and i mm-hmm. came up to the window and i was like guys
1: i'm so cold <laughs> rose i'm so cold
2: so, so yeah I mean that, that was the big joke of it all so I actually put that uh, vi- the link to that video on, on uh, Facebook and then my guy Pablo who I work with um, he, he took he took uh, the scene from the, uh, Rose and Jack when they're on the boat and she you know they get the, the arms spread out and he photoshopped our faces onto that picture So yeah. that's my new back that's my new background picture on my, fa- on my Facebook profile. So anyone that's wondering that's the genesis of that right there but yeah I mean look the, uh, the crews came in dried everything out you know everything is 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 back to normal um it was just a weird weird week at work man uh, just uh, everything that was going on with the rain uh we had some uh uh new game stuff going on which clearly i cannot talk about so uh mm-hmm. but yeah i mean uh, a lot of work a lot of uh, cool stuff going on and uh literally yesterday was my first break in like two weeks i think
1: at work or are you talking about in general
2: dude i again worked thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and that's all. That's on top of working all of last week. So this is literally yesterday was my first uh, break in two weeks of work because I worked the weekend. And the 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 thing that sucks too is that while I was out of town on that Saturday, we had a softball game which got rained out. So then on Monday we had a softball game which got rained out. Tuesday, de- uh, Tuesday, decent day outside or Wednesday? One of the Wednesday was a nice day outside thursday game rained out friday game rained out so we had four total softball games get rained out this week so now we got to figure out down the line when they're going to be able to get those back on the schedule so that'll be interesting but hopefully we'll get nicer weather because uh you know as of today which is sunday very nice day uh for mother's day outside so as soon as we're done here i'm gonna be hooking up the grill and then tomorrow and uh tuesday Uh, It is going to be like 80s and 90s outside, so that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, You know, Chicago, we only have two seasons, extremely fucking cold or extremely fucking hot. That's it. It's either winter or construction. That's what we get here. (laughs) It's always construction season.
2: Yeah, so the weather should be great, and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is almost summertime, and maybe you need a fresh start, so let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring, whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and 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 Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic and ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now here hiring for field sales technicians and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech that's ACSI.tech and click on Careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. That's right. This week, we talk about the possibility of Zach Levine not coming back to the Bulls in the loop. And in the bottom line, we talk about last week's two game crosstown classic and some more Cubs and Sox baseball. All that. Busting a pot. And what you looking at? But first, this
1: is The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Oh, yeah, I told you we get into some boxing. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh,
1: yeah, my fellow countrymen and uh, pretty much... Grew up as my neighbor. Uh Canelo Alvarez <laughs> uh was upset this past Saturday versus Dimitri Bivol or Bible or however you want to say his name uh to retain he retained he retained the light heavyweight title. So Canelo's going up a class. And I, I understand what you're doing. You're trying to become like, you know, I have, t- yeah, have a yeah, it may weather and have a a belt in every class and everything, but Canelo's eight. He has a reach of 70 inches this dude was six foot with a reach of like 72 and a half or so recently. yeah it was like he looked very small and that's going to happen when you're fighting a lightweight dude you're not a lightweight and um i don't know if you watch this fight e but it looked like canelo could not do his bread and butter which is go to the, the ribs and go to the liver and uh, be able to dominate with his power
2: you know, uh, in recent years, the fights that we've seen Canelo have, you know, it's been back and forth, a lot of debate on whether he is good As some people have said that he is in the past i mean we look at who who is the best boxer right now pound for pound right now and i think that's debatable because there's a lot of different fights going on you got uh, tyson fury up there just kind of doing his thing uh deontay wilder wilder who just showed that he really doesn't he's just all flashing and not uh able to kind of get it done when it really counts but you know i think a lot of people uh, in the boxing community have really looked at canelo to be that guy Um, And just in combat sports in general, because, you know, you know, what I watched last night, I watched UFC and I I watched UFC because I was able to get the stream working on the UFC and I couldn't get the stream working for the boxing. So it kept cutting in and out for me. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, when you're looking at combat sports, I think we both agree right now that UFC is on the uh, at the the, the king right now. They're the king, you know, in in the room or whatever you want to say it. But I mean, you know, they. the, a lot of the boxing world is really counting on a guy like Canelo to be that guy to be the superstar because you know the guy that he fought. I mean, I, again, I'm not following boxing that closely, but I mean, you know, who, who's really paying attention to this guy unless you're in the boxing world, you know?
1: Yeah, I had no idea who he was, and I really wasn't. I was overlooking this fight. I was like, okay, what's the fight for September? Because you know, Dmitry all I found out that he's a Russian boxer, and. Yeah. Um, he did not have a blemish on his face his his uh left arm was severely bruised uh that's what canelo you know going for going for the body he's blocking it with his arms so i don't think that mm-hmm. dude's gonna be able to use his left hand for about a month because that had had immense amount of bruising but what what really bothered me and, and it it wasn't canelo losing and i knew he was outclassed and outweighted and all that stuff like that but what bothered me was that the three judges had uh, the scorecard of 115 to 113. Canelo won two, maybe three rounds of that one fight. Hmm. So that might be the champion's advantage. You know, you're the promoter. You're, you know, the owner of the channel. You you, you brought all the boxes to box. And yeah, so that, that might be the two round uh, boxers, uh, champion's advantage that Canelo had. But there's no way he had that many rounds um, again. He looked outclassed and outmanned and uh, the kid didn't didn't even look like he had a scratch on his face, man.
2: I mean, I, I think that's what that's showing you is that Canelo needs to stay in the in his weight class, right? Yeah. I mean, stop trying to jump around. Why, why i just don't understand why people can't just if you're very good at what you do be good at that yeah be if you're going to be dominant in your weight class be dominant in your weight class see how long you can ride that wave you know what i mean it, it, at some point no one's going to want to fight you could just beat everyone's ass and that's their fault hey you want to you want to be the champ you got to beat the champ and that's how it goes so i mean that's exactly what he, what he was trying to do in this case but didn't didn't quite
1: work out for him let me ask you a question though did you sure. get a chance to watch any of this ufc no the bar didn't have any ufc on they had <laughs> They had, like, all the teams were on the boxing, and they had uh, the Golden State game, which they blew out uh, Memphis by almost 30 or something.
2: Okay. So there was actually a couple of very interesting fights. Uh, The the three uh, main fights that happened last night was uh, Tony Ferguson, uh, who is also known as the Kukui, uh, going against Michael Chandler. And Ferguson was the uh, favorite in this one. But uh, I'm pretty sure I shared the picture with you the moment where Tony Ferguson got completely knocked out with a kick to the face. Uh, Chandler came after the after the fight and says, you know, I knew that it was going to be hard to get body shots uh, body shots on him, but he does keep his arms open. So uh, when you saw the 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 base, like the palm of his foot for for lack of a better term, uh-huh. come up and catch Tony Ferguson on the chin, you see his whole soul just leave his body because not, <laughs> I think on Friday, caught,
1: I think oh, of Friday, God. Smokey, oh, you got knocked the fuck yes. out
2: dude like I'm, I'm not kidding you you see his jaw go up and the rest of his body go down like it was like gravity is fighting his whole soul right there and he was out <laughs> i mean he was out out and chandler was so surprised i mean this dude's literally doing backflips off the top of the octagon uh it, so that was a hell of a fight and then you had for the women's strawweight uh um title you had uh Rose, the Thug Rose from Milwaukee, who fights out of uh, Denver against Carla Esparza, who actually beat Thug Rose. I'm not even going to try to say uh, 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 her last name. It's Namajunas. I guess that's not too bad. Um, but. Uh, So Carla uh, Carla Esparza actually won the strawweight title in her very first uh, and Rose's very first fight uh, a few years ago. It was probably, I think they said, the longest stretch between uh, UFC championships because this was literally the most boring fucking fight of all time. (laughs) It went all the way to the end. The first two rounds was just them like literally walking around in circles, just looking at each other, pretending like they wanted to fight. It was terrible it was it was just a really really bad fight and it was a really bad look for rose uh, because she rose to the top she's been very dominant she's out there you know came to the ring screaming i'm the best i'm the best and carla esparza came out stone-faced she's known as a grappler as a wrestler she will literally do like this flying thing almost looking like ray mysterio she'll grab you tackle you and just fucking wrestle you to the ground to hold you down there and this went all five rounds all all uh what's mm. it, 25 minutes boring as hell i mean wow. like i i had to go and get a coffee in the middle of this fight because this was garbage
1: that's one of the things i hate about the ufc is that you know they'll stand around and you know they'll they'll do the circling and stuff like that and that takes forever and then you know what i I understand it but at the same point it's like let's get some action the whole point of ufc is that there's way more action it's not boxing and if you can't provide the action come on let's get the ref to be like hey come on let's go no to be
2: fair though you know to be fair number one this is a title fight right so number two um this rarely happens you know what i mean like you you know we see uh mcgregor go out there and like or or uh, or uh old girl that went over to wrestling what the hell's around a rousey go in there like in like in 30 seconds get an arm bar in round one you know what, yeah. what i mean like that's to go five rounds, all five minutes, and all five rounds is is, is a, a very uh, strange occurrence. It's an, an anomaly. And the fact that it happened with these two fighters, especially Rose, was very surprising. And she ended up losing that fucking title because she was not aggressive in the first two rounds. I feel like if she was aggressive at all in the first two rounds, she could have won this title And 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 because it ended up being a split decision. But congrats to Carla Esparza, who is actually uh, right after the fight, came back and won the championship. And she's getting married next weekend, so good for her.
1: Whoa, 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 you're gonna fight and get some damage done to your body and then get married and to pit- take pictures. That's gonna be a hell of a lot of makeup. You know why? You know why? Because,
2: and it was funny because they actually mentioned that after the fight. It's like when these fights pop up and you have the, the, uh, uh, uh the, advent, uh, the, the possibility Or the opportunity To win a championship You take that Whenever it comes Oh it most matter. definitely
1: Most definitely I'm, uh, So we're, we're, what we're looking at Is that the, the wedding Was scheduled first And then they got The opportunity Oh to 100% it. So that's what yeah. happened yeah, It's yeah. not the other way Around people
2: yeah, and so the, the final fight of the night for the lightweight title, funny enough, so Charlie's uh, Charles uh, Oliveira actually uh, missed weight in by one half yeah. of a pound. Their, their uh, weight limit was 155. He fought Justin Gaethje, and uh, the weight limit is 155, and so... Uh, going into the fight, um, Oliveira was one half of a pound over, so unfortunately he was ineligible, and as soon as the timer uh, started, the title was vacated, right? So Justin Gaithy would have been the only one that could have actually won the title in this fight. Well, guess right. what he definitely did not because charles <laughs> charles olivera got on top of him. he, he got there and he gave him the, uh, the the choke hold and just choked the shit out of him and the uh, J- uh justin Gaithy ended up uh, uh tapping out so right after the fight olivera jumped over to uh over the octagon found dana white he grabbed them and they're head to head right and he was like and, and he was like i won i won and he, and and uh, uh dana white is in there and is like you, you didn't make weight man i'm sorry you didn't make weight for a half a pound, which mm-hmm. was kind of, that that's insane. Like, I, shit, man, some, cut your toenails or something. What the hell is going
1: on? <laughs> oh, he probably did. Did you see the way? And he, he there was like a little, like a little box and it went up to his chest. Oh, yeah. He was completely naked because yep. he couldn't make that weight. He had what he, I'm pretty sure he didn't have any hair. Yeah, no, he doesn't
2: have. He has, a, you know, he
1: has very short, like, bleach blonde hair, which is funny because his entire
2: his entire uh, training staff also has bleach blonde hair, um, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, it, it's hard. Look, you don't make weight, you don't make weight. The yep. rules are the rules. Yep. I get it, but at the same time, like, it, it just sucks, man. It, it sucks to lose your championship that
1: way. Ooh, well, you should have when
2: you won the fight. You won the fight
1: again. Uh, I, cutting weight is probably the hardest thing to do. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like these guys should be working on cutting the weight prior to the damn weigh-in, not, not all well, the way to the I, last minute.
2: I mean, I, I've seen it. We've had friends that wrestled in high school, and they yeah. were even sitting right before the match, right before weigh-in, where they're literally running up and down yeah. all the stairs in the school, trying to, trying to lose weight, That's trying spent, to, you know, make weight, cut that whatever half a pound or whatever it is. So it, it is not easy, and I'm yeah. sure that it absolutely was not intentional.
1: Not at all. All right, story number two, and we were talking about running earlier parents face backlash after a six-year-old is allowed to run a full marathon crossing the finish line in a marathon is usually a time to celebrate but one running family is facing criticism after a six-year-old is allowed to enter and complete the flying pig marathon in cincinnati of course ohio way to fucking go Uh, Rainier Crawford 6 years old Ran 26.2 mile course With his 5 siblings and parents Finishing in 8 hours and 35 minutes Um, Some of the training was like hard But I failed sometimes Uh, When I did one It was like normal This is what the 6 year old said To Good Morning America right, i I'm not even going to read The rest of the story Because For me I think that's child abuse There's no reason A 6 year old should be running 26.2 miles So I think what we need to do
2: is if we're being fair and let's take, I don't know, it's hard these days because these kids spend so much time inside, but put a Fitbit on one of us at like, you know, six years old and see how many miles we run in a day, right? Yeah, it's not 26. Uh, I don't know, man. You don't know. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh uh, Look, the fact that you had to train for this, the fact that the entire family did it. You said siblings. So that means that a bunch of other children, not just six, a bunch of other children that were older than him uh, also ran in the race. I mean look it's not my kid it's not my my judgment what you know what this reminds me of though kind of is uh if you remember probably about like maybe about 20 years ago they had this kid that was like 10 years old and it was like buff as hell like oh the 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 weight training guy guy. yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah. and you're like that can't be good because this probably yes is this gonna you know is this a lot of uh uh wear and tear on a kid's body sure but is it like is it necessarily going to stunt his growth no i don't know man i don't think so i mean if anything it might make him stronger but it's not like that kid that used to do all the you know the actual weightlifting. that was way worse
1: no and i agree with you but i mean he said the, he was struggling physically he wanted to take a break every, and sit every three minutes of course he's a six-year-old his attention oh, yeah. span is no longer than a damn fly so i mean can you imagine of seven hours of that of like are we there yet are we there yet I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what that sounds like to me. Like, you you could have got a babysitter and let the other kids run. I don't know. For me, I would not have a six year old be doing that. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have a forty one year old doing that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm doing a full <laughs> marathon. My dad, I, the farthest I am going is five miles. That that's as far as my races. I'm <laughs> done. I'm done with the tough mutters, which were thirteen, uh, eleven and thirteen miles. I'm done with those i've done a 10 miler i'm not gonna do that again ever in my life i'm sticking to five miles
2: you you see the people that have the uh, the marathon marathon stickers and the 26.2 yeah and you get the guys that have the half marathon 13.1 yeah first of all where do you come up with such a weird number that 26.2 miles equals a marathon that's that's
1: weird to me uh but, that was uh, the first but, i guess that the, that was the olympics wasn't it
2: whatever fucking nonsense but uh, you know you know what my <laughs> car says 0.0 because nope you should you should make that sticker. It's <laughs> zero point zero. Nope. No, it's out there. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Oh, it, it wow. is a, it's a
1: thing. It's a total thing. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. Don't 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 start ruining it for me because I'm I'm pretty sure my feed's a little bit behind. It's still three to two. Three to two, good guys. All right, story number three, and this one's for E. Uh, pedal pub accident leaves 15 hertz after mobile bar overturns. The driver is charged with DUI Wait, first of all, everyone is a driver and they, they all have to pedal. So, Alright, 15 are hurt when a pedal pub overturns. Uh, the driver is charged with a DUI. This is in Atlanta. This is nuts, man. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, so that happened uh, a couple Saturdays ago. In addition, the driver was also charged with a business permit violation. Uh, the pedal pub, which is a mobile bar, tipped over while making a turn. Obviously. Multiple people were injured after a crash involving the Pedal Pub um, in, in a downtown Atlanta. It happened around 6.30 p.m. according to Atlanta Police Department. Uh, it was trying to make a turn and apparently it was going too fast and it tipped over. Atlanta Fire Rescue says that a total of 15 people were injured and transported to uh, aerial hospitals where 10 were minor, 3 were serious, and 2 denied uh, ac- you know uh, medical attention. So First everyone is pedaling, so you're it's like everyone had their foot on a gas pedal, so you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> and you're giggling like a six-year-old girl. Yeah. Everyone should have been charged with a DUI. The, duh. First of all. First of all, let me explain
2: something to you. If I'm on that thing, I'm not pedaling for shit. No, no, I'm not no, no. I'm not doing. why what? no man? I'm not doing your work for you. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, that dude's not gonna be able to
1: move 15 people.
2: Hell no. Hey, hey too bad. Too bad I pay for this shit. I'm not paying you to ride a... What is a tandem bicycle with eight fifteen people? Yeah, what the hell yeah. kind of shit is that? Yeah, I don't know. Hell no. Now, <laughs> it, it, you know, let me tell you something. My, I like my drinks to be uh, stationary, right? I, I'm not trying to... Hey, yo, yeah, I, I'm not trying to be moving around. Like, what is it? Unless it's
1: a pub crawl. I mean, or, yeah. Or, or New Orleans. Well, that's why it's called a pub crawl, because you crawl from one bar to the other.
2: Yeah, but I'm walking. I'm not pedaling.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't see how this is even allowed... If you're on a bike and drinking, just a regular bike, you can get a DUI.
2: Yeah, you can get a Dewey for that.
1: Yeah. So let's add 15 more people to that and make it legal. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, look, uh, we we, ca- we can't all have the
2: uh, the common sense of one big Z. You oh know boy. What I mean? That's right. Some of us uh, just lack the intelligence <laughs> to uh, have, uh, you know. <laughs> coherent <laughs> there are certain activities that do not are not enhanced by alcohol and there's some that are i would say probably bowling is enhanced uh, yeah. playing darts is enhanced yep. um dancing you know, not yep. necessarily enhanced but it gives you more confidence that's right uh yep. but yeah i would say pedaling in a pedal thing with 15 other people is probably not one of those things
1: yeah it's something with coordination and balance maybe too much drinking is not a good thing for that So speaking of uh, weird things that people did with their body, I
2: am going to let everyone in on a little secret here. Uh, We're going to get some uh, making the sausage moment right here. So typically what I do is find weird-ass stories for us to talk about in this segment, and I throw it up to you, and I'm like, all right, what are we going to do here? Oh no! And unfortunately, with the fights that went on last night, uh, one of our stories got bumped,
1: but this (laughs) one is too fucking good to let go. (laughs) So
2: I got to tell everyone about this
1: one all right so you so you ready oh I'm, i know exactly what story you're talking about all right oh boy
2: all right story number four <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is e rock special since uh, i'm taking the reins and y'all missed me that much a father who is 47 years old whose penis fell off due to a blood infection reveals how he lived with a new one attached to his arm Yes, ladies and gentlemen, his arm for six years. Uh, He said he burned it while cooking and hit relatives in the face with his general... (laughs) In his general way, (laughs) his So basically, this dude's dick fell off. Um uh, you could have uh, you so, could yeah. you could have hold so off on a, the
1: dick jokes right
2: hold on a man who spent 6 years with a penis on his arm after an operation went wrong revealed the difficulties caused by the unusual genitalia place a replacement including struggling to cuddle his grandmother uh, so use the other it's arm horrible. use the other arm yeah so, look hey uh so basically yeah uh it fell off and they 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 let it grow on his arm because they tried to uh, you know this is a like a, a whole arm that they they grew from the skin from from his uh, or a whole dick they grew from the skin in his arm basically they made him a whole new dick um and yeah so like could you just imagine no. the funny, the, now here's <laughs> no. here's the funniest thing about this is i one there's a video that's a, <laughs> that comes with it um, oh no! Yeah, it it says uh, I told you to so was So they tried they tried doing the surgery. They said a lack of oxygen in his blood during the surgery meant the doctors had to abort the the original surgery, and they stuck the six inch penis to his left arm temporarily. Uh, Hospitals delayed followed by the COVID pandemic meant the appendage stayed there for six years, making his life a misery. Viewers were stunned watching the program last night in which Malcolm described the penis falling out of his sleeve while shopping and even hitting his loved ones in the face while he hugged them. (laughs) so so this is my best my favorite part of this is the video and the caption just reads it's him looking down and the caption just says what's some of the hardest things
1: (laughs) i can't can't put this shit so does he get erections
2: i don't know man i don't
1: know oh man
2: but he so yeah his, his, his dick fell off Uh, He he had to grow a new one and he attached it to his arm, and uh, and he hit his grandmother in the face with. (laughs) She's gonna remember that
1: for the rest of her short life.
2: So when yeah well, (laughs) how short? About six
1: inches too short. (laughs) And this is our sixth grade humor segment. Oh man. Oh man, I, I, I'm I'm a loss for words right here because um, <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. I don't know why doctors placed that on the arm. They could have placed it on the leg next to the femoral artery, which would have been a better blood supply. But what the hell do I do? I'm, I'm a couple credits short of a doctor's degree. I think they tried to, to
2: place it somewhere near a leg and it just wouldn't, ta- uh, it wouldn't catch, man. They should have called the Bo- Lorena Bobbitt to see. It. <laughs> John <laughs> Wayne Bobbitt to see how they did it. <laughs>
1: You could could have given him some (laughs) blue (laughs) chew. Oh, man. That's a hard story. (laughs) All right, people. I'm Big Z, and that's been news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey
0: for 15% 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is Mikey O, and you're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan
1: Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is the Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the
0: left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago.
2: Doors open on the left at Chicago. Z, the Hawks are done. Yes, sir. Bulls, uh, Bears draft is over. Yep. And we're going to talk some baseball later. So all we got
1: is what is going on with the Madhouse on Madison and the Chicago Bulls. So the Bulls' season is officially over, and with their first-round exit against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, and Zach Levine is officially a free agent, according to the Athletic. A supermax contract for Levine would carry a starting salary of forty-two point four million dollars. That's a lot of cheddar, and with an annual eight percent escalators, earn him a neighborhood over two hundred forty-eight over the five years. The three possible max offers with breakdowns are as follows based on the NBA's projected 119 million cap for next year. New team four year max 35.7, 35.5, 37.5, I'm sorry, 39.4, 41.3 equals four years, 153. Bulls five year max 35.7, 38.5, 41.6, 45, 48.6. That's five for 209 and uh yeah if he gets the bull super max that would be five for 248 so that'd be 41.7 45 48.6 52.5 56 that's insane 56 a year mm-hmm. that is cool, yeah. insane so that's basically it's like
2: what, you know with Zach being super max eligible, they can still negotiate between the, the uh, thirty and thirty five percent thresholds of the max and the super max. Uh, it's not it's not like it's one or the other. So right. I mean the, the thing is is that I think the big question is now we're talking about again, uh, annual uh, a salary of forty two point four million, right? And then you have your escalators as you go up. Um, is Zach Levine, number one worth? The supermax, and two. Do you think he's actually gonna get one?
1: I don't think he's worth a supermax. I think he's worth a max contract, not the supermax, not the two hundred forty-eight million over five years. That's ridiculous. I do not want to pay him half of the salary. I mean, your salary cap's one nineteen, and he's gonna you're gonna get paid, pay him fifty-six one year. That's insane. Mm-hmm. There's no, he's not worth that type of money again. Um, I, I, I think that he's earned his money, but it's not that money. He doesn't take over a game, you've seen him being passive for the last two months, and that could be like for his injury. But I don't, there's no way I'm paying him that. He's not a superstar, he's not a game changer, he's not a Giannis, he's not a LeBron, he's not a KD, he's not in that category. He,
2: he I think he wants to be, I think yeah. he really wants to be. I think right now, um, you know. When you look at the injuries that he's had, right, his knee is really what's holding him back. I think because, is not 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 just his knee, but the fact that he is just not a very good defensive player, right? Yep. That's the biggest problem that I had all year with basically the whole team, aside mm-hmm. from AC. Um, you know, there and there's and uh, in IO there is not really any good defensive players on this team, and I don't know what the the problem is because I feel like they, uh, uh, you know, you're you're the history of the chicago bulls right you look at some of these these crazy players that annoy the hell out of you and that's the problem that i have is that none of these players want to take it upon themselves to be that that net, that annoying guy that just really kind of runs rough shot uh really pisses you off you're your dream on green and it's not just that but you also need a, a, a good outside shooter which you know lex Cruz told us that's who matt thomas was supposed to be but i don't believe that for a second because you know with that guy you want to talk about a waste of a roster space that that was it right there <laughs> so you know the the good thing is is that there's really hardly any teams with cap space uh in this in this summer you know detroit orlando and san antonio are only the teams that that can realistically clear the space to offer a four-year max deal. So the bear, the Bulls would be able to give either a max or a super max, but any other team would be able to give a max deal, and that would be the five for 209 with those escalators as they go through the, the contract. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to want to play in Detroit, Orlando, or San Antonio, um, you know, Jamar has a very direct link to San Antonio to, and, so, and Vooch has the direct link to, uh, Orlando. to Orlando to kind of tell him what it's like to be there, what it's like to play there, you know, the atmosphere, things like that. But I mean, I've talked about before being the, one of the premier franchises the NBA, I don't think that Zach wants to leave. I think he just wants to be compensated. Um, there were rumors out there. Uh, in, again, there were just rumors, rumors that he might want to join LeBron in LA. Um, I don't see that happening because yeah. I, I still think that zach has room to grow i think he's been developing year after year and i think he just wants to be able to to have a team on his own i, I it's a good and a bad thing that he has De, uh Rosen, you know that came uh over this year because on the good side you have someone that you can also uh rely on if you need the scoring um but my problem with zach is a lot of times you see him in the background standing around and and i actually saw a lot of the same from luca donches in in this uh, in this series that he's been playing and, uh, you know, I, I wish they were more aggressive. It, it's just it's a little frustrating. I, I think we're maybe we're just used to the to the basketball that we saw played in the 90s.
1: I agree with you. There's a lot of standing around. And that's the issue that they're just standing around. So then you can isolate on one player uh, because most of the time you guys, they dribble for 15 seconds and then you have nine seconds to create a play mm-hmm. so you don't have these guys moving around the, every time you pass the ball you should be cutting to the basket and creating in the lane for that offensive player who now has the ball to follow you through and then you also have your you know you're giving goals which they do a little bit of that uh, they don't do a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, pop you know drive and pop they don't do a lot of that. They usually pass it back to the three-point line. And I'm I'm more of I know that's being old school, but if you're if I'm right at the basket, there's no reason to pass it to the three-point line.
2: It depends on the defensive scheme that's been playing against you. Right? No, I mean what if I,
1: I'm already driving to the hole
2: and I have a lane. This, but I mean if you're under like if you happen to be under the basket, I mean, and, and if you sometimes that's the thing, is that if you're too close, it's it's gonna be hard to get that shot up. Um, so you know, a couple of players came out and talked to Casey Johnson from NBC Sports, and DeRozan came out and said, "If anyone, if everybody can get healthy and come back, I don't see why we couldn't run it back." And uh, Vucevic, man, our boy uh, Nikola mm-hmm. Vucevic, uh, he says, "I don't see any reason or anything that's gonna happen to uh, for us to panic and take the group apart." So it sounds like these two guys, who the the Bulls were really kind of counting on to be part of their big three, uh, you know, barring uh, uh, Lonzo uh, Ball getting injured i <laughs> I mean, these are two guys from UCLA who played together, who know each other very well and want this team to stay together. So there are, there have been a little bit of rumors out there about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert kind of not getting along and, and possibly yeah. one of them uh, uh, not wanting to play with the other. And again, these are all just rumors. I'm pretty sure Rudy came out and says, you know, this is kind of nonsense. But we've seen that over the years they can't get over the hump. And especially in that really tough uh, West, you know, it, it's possible they might want to break them up. I would love to have someone like Rudy gobert over here i've talked about it before um it it would take a a a nice uh chunk to be able to get him over to the bulls but i think he's definitely what the bulls need to compete with not just the east but also the west because you're going to need someone big enough that can defend some of these guys especially giannis things like that so that's the biggest uh concern that i have Uh, do i think zach deserves a, a a super max no i would say he deserves a max but I wouldn't give him the the cra- you know, that crazy uh, deal where one year he's making, you know, over fifty million dollars. That's insane. Again, that's five years from from where the contract we would be now. Um, so we don't even know what the salaries would be around that time. But I mean, like these 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 contracts are just kind of getting pretty ridiculous at this point.
1: They are, and that, for me, the what the Bulls are missing are are two things. We're missing consistent shooters from the outside. We don't have that. Kobe White's very streaky. I O. Uh, can do a little bit of it, but not a lot of it. And then after that, there's a huge fall off. There's no one that can consistently shoot the three. Uh, And then you're missing toughness. There's no tough MFR that can knock somebody down and be like, nope, you ain't doing that. You're not going to mess with with DeMar or Zach. You're not going to mess with my players because I'll knock you the hell out. You know, you don't have your JaVale McGee. You don't have – I know we had Tristan Thompson, but I really – Daniel Tice. Yeah, you need a Daniel Tice. Yeah, you need an enforcer. And it's very similar to hockey where you need to have one of those tough – guys out there to to let everybody know you ain't gonna mess with us so i mean that's what they're missing toughness and outside shooting one guy i'd like to see come over and give us a give a a chance to
2: is maybe a victor olodipo because he was on a trajectory to be just like one of the best players in the league and then he had an injury when he bet on himself and uh he hasn't really kind of rose to the top but i think he i think next year as he continues to get more and more healthy that he's definitely a player that you could plug in and feel good about him being out there and and know what he's capable of so you know that you know he's uh he could be able to really kind of bring you back to where you thought he was going to be when he was with the pacers
1: yeah where does he play is it miami
2: yeah he's in miami right now yeah and so he you know he's
1: playing but he's just not you know he's not
2: the old victor oladipo
1: yeah, I mean, they're going to have to address the power forward and the center uh, for backup positions, and then you're going to have to address the the uh, point guard and and, smar- and uh, shooting guard um, for, for the bench. I mean, Derrick Rose is a free agent, mm-hmm. so why not have him run the second team? That'd be a great way to run the second team
2: well that's what we talked about with lex cruz Uh, if you haven't heard that uh episode go back and listen to that one from a couple shows ago but yeah we definitely talked about that with lex cruz and uh i I, you know i i'd be at this point i'd be forward bringing derrick rose back and seeing what he can do i'd definitely take him over Kobe white Mm
1: -hmm. all right fans we'll be right back with the bottom line after a quick word from our sponsors
0: this is chicago doors open on the left at chicago
1: This is Enrique Calderon, coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Y te lo dice. Enrique Calderon.
2: Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. This is The Bottom Line.
1: And that's The Bottom Line. In this segment, we discuss the biggest Chicago sports topic of the week, and this week, it is the Cubs and Sox and the Crosstown Classic. What were your impressions, Z? E?
2: Look, man, uh, why the hell was the Crosstown Classic? First of all, we played two at Wrigley that they just did, mm-hmm. and then they played two at, at, at uh, Sox Park at the G-Spot, mm-hmm. and and then that's the whole thing. What happened in the three-game, four-game series? The First of all, that was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> second of all, <laughs> uh w- people were, were were swearing like oh my god i can't believe that the, you know it, it, everyone's going to get up for this game look we know when you look at the talent level between these two teams right here we know that right now the Sox have a bigger uh uh, uh talent level than the cubs mm-hmm. so you know it, it's basically like saying oh i beat up my grandmother's little league team like bro I'm happy for you, I guess. It counts in the standings, but I mean, like, super bro. Yeah, that's a sweep. You swept a two-game series against a minor league team. Hey, Calm down. You,
1: you can only play the people that are on your schedule.
2: I understand that, but I mean, like, how brolic Sox fans got about this. Let's just, like,
1: you're super, like, <laughs> it's the same thing when the Cubs are good and they beat up on the White Sox and the White Sox like, we beat your ass. Like, it doesn't really matter, does it? Does it matter? Does it matter for the win column? Yes. Does it matter for anything else? No. Oh, God! Come on. There's there's both sides of those fans on both sides of town. Stop. Yes, there is. Stop. Let me. I get you. Want
2: one example in this part of our own crew that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, it's always f the Cubs, f the Cubs, and I'm like, bro, you cannot do that. We. This is not how this side works. You cannot do that. I don't. I just. Don't, I passion. don't get it. What, this is what I get it. Passionate, my ass. There's one thing to be passionate, and there's another thing to just be a hater, right? It's one thing to be a passionate about your team, and then another thing just to be a hater. Okay. Now, this is what I'll say: is that 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 home run by Tim Anderson, where it looked like he wasn't trying, that was impressive. Yeah, opposite yeah, both teams came out and said how damn cold it is, how miserable yeah. it was uh, 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 for the for those two games. But to get all like high and mighty about two fucking games in a freezing cold against a bad team,
1: it's just funny to me. It's, it makes y'all seem silly. Oh what do you mean y'all? Y'all do the same shit when you beat us. We don't. We don't. Oh my god. We don't. Let's be honest. There's more Cubs fans here than there is Sox fans. Let's just okay. completely be honest. So but there's Cubs a lot more petty don't. fans on the north side than there is on the south side. That's not true. That's not true and you know it because your whole the,
2: uh, the argument always comes oh well you know Cubs fans just go to the game to, for the atmosphere and Sox fans uh, Sox fans are the, the real fans. I'm like uh, okay. No, um, no. no. we Okay, we again, we, don't, we
1: we we always we agree on that. Both. We're not going to tell people how to fan. All right? You want to go with whatever no, team you want to go to. There's a difference
2: between Hold up. There's a difference between being a fan and just being a hater, right? Agreed. There's one There's there's a difference between being a fan of a team and just being a hater of another team, so you jumped on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. you know what I mean, that's, that's the silly shit to me. So, I mean, we already knew what the Cubs were doing. I mean, since since that that two-game, that that massive two-game sweep by the Chicago White Sox, <laughs> <Set up. laughs> uh, I mean, the Cubs, have been you know, they, they've been going down. They played the, the Dodgers a couple games. You know, they lost by, like a, I think, a run the other night. Uh, they had a doubleheader because all the rain kind of washed them out they had a double header on saturday they got blown out seven to nothing and i think that last game was like three to four um so i mean you know look the, i think the cubs are exactly where we kind of expected them to be uh they can catch a couple of teams by surprise but you know this is not a superstar team and uh you know I, I think it shows it right now and i i don't think anyone on the north side or any fan of the chicago cubs really be surprised about what's going on right now
1: with the north side let's just let's break that down we have you don't have a, a really good pitching staff you have Hendricks um and just a Stroman. I don't know I haven't really paid attention what Stroman's pitched because I've right. been, been pretty busy but other than that you don't have a, a good starting staff your middle relievers were good at the beginning of the season now not so good um you're looking at your superstars which is well there is none. there is no some because all you have is Contreras uh, say, I mean, say has been pretty good. You can't call him a superstar. He's, he's, a, he's just started. He's two months in. He's not a superstar. That's not, that's not what I said. I okay. said he's been pretty good. When you say there's no one else on this team, no, I meant superstars. World. I'm talking about superstars. There's no other superstars besides Wilson Contreras, right? Is Wilson Contreras a superstar? Uh, you tell me. He's a uh, multi-time well, All Star.
2: You, you're the one. You're the one calling him a superstar. That's what I'm saying. He's a multi-time All Star. Okay. I mean, he's also he's a. Uh, uh, I mean, he's a World Series champion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to give yeah, him I mean, his props. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no, it, you know what, you know what's weird though. I, I got a question for you, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Sox fan. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 is wrong with Nick Madrigal, man? Because I feel like <laughs> he either, he, I feel like he has no, not doesn't really have a good control over his body. Like he overruns things and like he gets confused a
1: lot. And then the ball goes up in the air and he kind of like searches around like a lost dog. He is not good defensively. He is. It's weird He is so bad I mean, for being a small person next to the floor You should be defensively good And apparently he's not And and he again, he's a contact hitter And I think he's hitting uh, maybe 2-0 something Right now, he's yeah. really struggling So I, I would say send him down I would say give, give him an assignment You still have a, a couple of those uh, options for him Who would, are going to play second? You have a bunch of kids down there That, that should be coming up soon well,
2: okay, but you're telling me that send a guy that's in the majors down to the minors and bringing up a guy who's in the minors up to the majors who's not ready clearly.
1: What? Because otherwise, you would they? You have know to mean? lose, huh? What do you have to lose?
2: So, but what, okay, then if you have nothing to lose, then what's the point of sending him down in the first place? I mean, you you traded for him, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he is a little tiny
1: guy. I mean, he's a five feet. But you maybe you want to give him some some easy at bats to get some easier pitching to get his confidence back up.
2: Yeah. Whatever.
1: Um, I mean, that's your guy now. You can have him. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, look, look yeah, I didn't, I'd never watched him. I didn't really, you know, I, I never
1: really watched him. That's probably a, why it was so easy for the White Sox to let him go. I, and, you know, I mean, the White Sox fans were upset about the whole trade, too. And I was like, let him go. Let him go. You're not giving up, you know, uh, uh, Ozzy Smith. You're not giving up uh, a defensive player a defensive wizard. Let him go. It's fine. Bye. So, See you later.
2: So you're telling me Kyle Hendricks. You got Kyle Hendricks. You got Marcus Stroman at the yeah. top of your order, and then you have Justin Steele, Drew Smiley, and Daniel Norris. You're going to tell me that those guys are not superstars? I mean, come on, those are hu- household names. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now I'll tell you the one real bright spot on the uh, on the Cubs bullpen is David Robertson. He's been playing his ass off when he's yeah. getting his opportunity. He's been playing lights out. Um, Michael Givens has been really weird because he has a couple of games where he looks really sharp and then he goes he goes back to. Just bouncing the, the the pitch all over the place, and uh, Keegan Thompson, I've been very impressed with him just because his demeanor, mm-hmm. his composure at the plate. I mean, he's playing like a big uh, a, a big time player. So I mean, you know, it, it's I I don't think uh, I don't think this team is obviously not done uh, being fully formed because you know you're out here playing guys like Alfonso Rivas who's been okay. Um, Nico Horner, we're still trying to see what he's really going to turn into, but you know he's getting to the point where now he's playing short and uh, he's clearly not you know like the shortstop we had of the past who's out still out there making those magical plays El Mago and um you know I, I just don't know you know I feel like almost everyone on this team is an experiment right because even Marcus Stroman to a certain extent I mean I don't think the Mets would have let him go if they and the Mets right now uh being the first place team along mm-hmm. with the Yankees um and I believe also both LA teams are in first uh, that was a big story
1: yeah both LA teams and both New York teams are in first place Um, For me, the biggest question about the Cubs is what are they going to do moving forward? Who is going to get moved and what kind of uh, return are you going to get? First off, you're looking at uh, Contreras. That's your biggest chip to trade.
2: You know, here's the thing. And and you keep mentioning him, and and I just don't don't see why that would be a good idea. I just don't. I don't. Because again you need someone to anchor your team right you're talking about a guy with fire with passion you know who doesn't it doesn't matter if the team is good or the team is bad he wants to win he wants to beat your ass every game um i i think the 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 guy that could really bring you back a decent little uh 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 package would probably be david robertson just the way that he's been pitching yes you know i think about the way that the 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 Cubs were originally uh, able to uh, acquire like Jake Arrieta right Uh, the players they gave up for him were just like projects that they picked up from other teams Um, I think they also brought back Pedro Strope in that deal so I mean like they're they're players that they can uh, they can ship off you know it just depends on how they play you know even even someone like Marcus Stroman is definitely a a trade candidate going on you know and so we'll see what happens with them but you know I I just I don't want to jump the gun and, and it's like oh well we have to get something like you know Find a way, work it out. Willie wants to be here, right? He's pro- proven that he was a cub. He's not, you know, what do you, what do you do? Fucking turn to Jan Gomes? Come on.
1: No, but what you're looking at is like, what can I? how can I maximize my return? And you haven't re-signed him.
2: Well, I mean, I think that goes both ways, right? You're gonna, I, I'm pretty sure they've at least offered him a contract because they did the same thing with Baez, with Rizzo and Bryant,
1: and they all turned it down. Right, right. So they offered something. He said, no, that's too low. I want to play here, but that's not the contract I want to play for. So at some point, something's going to give. And if you've seen the trend, the Cubs are not going to uh, budge on their contract negotiations. Again,
2: I mean, uh, to
1: me, that's the one guy that you should focus
2: on trying to make sure that is in the mix for you going forward, because I think that's a very important part of the team. And I think that, you know, you do want someone to be able to kind of secure that pitching staff who right now is clearly questionable, whether it's in the starting rotation or in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you just as far as a business transaction I feel like he needs to get moved Should I, I think
2: that the, it's it, you keep talking about the business side and I'm and that's that's the problem that I have with baseball is because it's not just about business right it's not just about business because you have a bunch of players you literally traded away every player that that Cubs fans loved when when for the 2016 right you can't if they, if you want to be a successful franchise, you can't start from scratch everywhere, right? Wilson Contreras is born '92. He's not that old. Look at Yadier Molina. He's just now, and that's why I keep giving that that uh, um, the, comparison. the comparison, right? Because you look at a guy like uh, uh, Molina, who held down the Cardinals, who was their backbone for years and years and years and years, and you can't. Uh, we saw what happened with rizzo his back issues right mm-hmm. we saw with what happened with hobby where yes fantastic defensively but just could not really get it going at the bat the way he we thought he would then he got hit with the whole thing well i can't read my ipad so on and so forth and then Bryant came out rookie of the year right uh, a minor league player of the year rookie of the year uh uh uh, uh Uh, mvp world series champion and he never quite was able to repeat that success right so even now he's in colorado he's already been on the injured list uh rizzo is playing lights out but he's also uh, in new york but he's also he also did that here but only for like a month a month at a time right he had a month stretch so i mean you know it's you're looking at who is left on this team. Hayward is just here. He's just an anomaly. He's not going anywhere. They got to deal with his contract. Seiya Suzuki has cooled off quite a bit. Um, you know, Nicole Horner's been back and forth. Patrick Wisdom finally started to pick it up a little bit. But again, Wisdom is, what, 31, 32 years old. Frank the Tank is 31, 32 years old. So you're going to have to start bringing up guys eventually. And, and I think wh- wh- this is the thing that doesn't make sense to me. Every team needs young players and veterans, right? So if you're going to sit there and you're going to trade Wilson Contreras and bring back what? More prospects? When these guys get to the majors, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to what? Trade for some fucking veterans? Or keep the one guy, the one guy that sees every play from behind the plate and shore up and have a leader for your team.
1: I understand your point of view. I understand him saying, "Hey, this is your cement, this is your batter, this is your, your building block with the catcher." I understand that. But at this point, you need talent on your team, and you don't have any talent. I'm even looking at your Triple A team. They, they
2: have it racked up in, in the in the minors with all these guys that they're waiting to come up. So, but that's my point. It's not just about loving your player. You will need a veteran. You will need a veteran to lead the young guys. You're gonna you're gonna have a whole team of 20 year olds. That's that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Wisdom is what a second-year player at 31. Frank the Tank is a second-year player at 30. Let's see well, You have to point. have some type of anchor on the team. Why would you sit there and look outside when you have a guy sitting there?
1: No, I, not, it, I see your point. But as a as a business transaction, I'm moving him.
2: It doesn't make sense. But so then, explain to me. I don't understand who else you're going to replace him with. Not just at the catcher position, but you're not going to win this year or next year. You're not going to win You're these fucking Okay, Yadier Molina's like fucking 40. They've rebooted three times. They've won championships in that thing. You need someone who is stable. You need at least one veteran.
1: Okay, so how are you going to get... How are you going to reboot your team? How are you going to increase the value of your team with bringing players in if you don't they make just, trades? Didn't they, didn't they just do that by
2: dropping the three most popular players on the fucking Cubs? Didn't they just bring in six fucking players, seven players? Didn't they just do that. You are gonna tell me Robinson wouldn't? Uh, Robertson wouldn't bring in a player? No, he would. You would bring okay. in a couple players, yeah, definitely. So but what? What do you think? What do you think the
1: bull? Uh, the Bulls? What do you think the Cubs are gonna get for Wilson Contreras? Tell me. I'd like to hear that. I don't know what the trade market is because it's still early. I'm saying, what can you get from? You're gonna get high end AAA team or uh, AAA players. Somebody who's gonna be ready in a couple years. So then again, in two years, you have a whole fucking team full of twenty two year olds. You're still gonna have a whole team of 22-year-olds, anyways. So might as well put a catcher that's 22 in there. That makes no sense. That's like having. That's like me telling my 12-year-old
2: team, "Now nah, you're good. Go out there." Oh, uh, what should we do, coach? Now nah, you're cool. Go ahead.
1: I understand I, what you're saying. It doesn't but make I, sense. For me, it doesn't
2: make. It doesn't make baseball sense at all. I, I understand. Well, you know, it, no, it maximize this. That it doesn't make any fucking sense. If it's you're not going to win, it makes to, sense. It's not basketball where it is a one-on-one where it's individual sport for a lot of the game, right? You do need a team, but it's individual sport. It's not It's not football where you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, even in football, it's the same thing. You need some type of veteran leadership. You see what happened when you have a team full of young guys. You need that veteran to say, hey, buck up. This is how you do this. You know, you need some type of leadership. You can't, there's no leadership with a bunch of kids. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry.
1: We will agree to disagree. Moving I on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving I don't agree to, to that. Moving on to that. it's bullshit. <laughs> Moving on to the south side. Oh boy, the White Sox again. Uh, I know E was talking mentioned that two game series at Cannabalito, but it actually started in that loss to the Angels where we kept, put five runs in the ninth and lost 6 to 5. And then from there on we uh, beat the Angels 3 to 0, the Cubs 3 to 1, 4 to 3. Um, but the most impressive wins have been come as of late against the Red Sox, winning 4-2 to in the first game, 3-1 to in the second game, and 3-2 to uh, today, Sunday, that we're recording. Um, funny enough, Kaiko, who's been horrible, who I want DFA'd, actually pitched a pretty decent game today. I think he only gave up uh, one run or something like that. I think the bullpen gave up one run as well. Again, this is the time where the White Sox are going to have to turn it on just because that the uh, we had the injuries and with the bad play, and then you had uh, Minnesota starting off with a, a hot rotation and, and coming out pretty hot. And I know they're down Korea at the moment, but right now what we see is the White Sox are, are turning that corner. O'Bray was burying the balls now. Uh, Lirieri playing a lot better. He's actually catching the ball, and he almost—he was almost uh, almost hit a home run today. It's just that the wind brought it in and, and, uh, to right field, and it's 380 in, in Fenway Park. So that's a deep a deep, uh, uh, a deep uh, section to hit a home run. But he missed it by like, I don't know, five, six, seven feet. But what you're seen is that Luis Robert is playing out of his mind right now. You've got the pitching staff doing well. Liam Hendricks is back on uh, to his uh, trajectory of being one of the most dominant closers. He's not tipping his pitches anymore either. I've been watching him. He's not tipping the pitches. So maybe someone told him from the staff, hey, you're tipping your pitches. So right now the White Sox are uh, second place. They look like they're, what? Uh, two games and a half out of first place uh, from the Twins and looks like the Guardians Royals and Tires are selling where they sh- they should be back on the line um, we have um, Yoan Makata and Joe Kelly coming back on uh, would be Monday so it would be yesterday's news right so they'll be back in the lineup I don't know who they're going to send down uh, because Burger has been playing very well um, and then you know, the rosters are cut down to 26 I believe at the moment so what are you seeing from the White Sox?
2: I mean, look, we we can say that they use the the two game uh, uh, sweep <laughs> against the Cubs as a catapult, um, you know, and, and they've they've done pretty well. They went out there, they went over to Boston, they swept the Red Sox. Uh, they're gonna have to face the Yankees next. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think they play the Yankees and yeah, want to see the Guardians this, on their way back home?
1: No, we got the Guardians first and then the Yankees at home. Okay,
2: so you play you you play them both. Yeah. And uh, look, the Yankees are going to be a tough task, right? Because you look at that uh, team right there, the way that they've been playing a first place team right. uh, in a very difficult uh, division. You know, it's good that they swept the Red Sox. They tried to give that game away, uh, you know, towards the end. Chilito, uh, you know, uh, not Chilito, I'm sorry. Uh, Keiko kind of went back to Keiko ways. But I mean, again, I, I think, uh, uh Kaiko is very frustrating. You know, you're talking about a guy that has five gold gloves in his career. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, so you know that he has that pedigree, that he has that championship under his belt. So you really want to, again, leadership. You know that he has some value uh, knowing what he knows and the way that he can kind of assist and kind of guide a couple of young guys like Dylan sees, like Michael Kopech. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering and I'm, I'm interested in, in, in seeing what's going to end up happening with Lance Lynn. Um, I think he'll be a very important piece going forward. Um, just because you know you need that big dirty dude out there, just being a grimy yep. uh, uh, asshole and kind of pissing everyone off. And Hendricks, uh, you know, he has kind of come back, uh, but he he he's doing this thing too where I watched him bounce a lot of pitches in front of the plate. That that kind yeah. of concerns me.
1: That 54 foot quarter, 54 uh, foot uh, curveball that he throws on occasion. Yeah, that's something that is concerning. Uh, just because uh, if you have uh, uh, Grandal back there, it's not going to get blocked. It's it's got to be the other no. Two. It's gotta be the other kid, and though the bullpen has been great, uh, we've seen um, uh, Salsa out there today closing the game instead of Hendricks. Hendricks has been has been great. Hendrick was dealing with the, de- the death of his uh grandfather, and he hasn't been able to see him for like uh, since he got here because of the COVID restrictions. Um, but the bullpen has been great. Lopez has been good. Uh, even Velasquez, that we picked up as the starting pitcher to fill in the hole, he he had no role as he came into the White Sox this year, and he's been thrust into the starting rotation, and he's been doing well. Obviously, we've been talking about Cease and that mustache, and it's been dominating. Um, I think uh, at some point, you know, if, if we get into the playoffs, you're going to see a lot of those mustaches around on the south side, if you don't already. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> but he, uh, again, I've, I've said it over and over, that he has the most, most filthy stuff on, on the staff, he's got the most talent to do it, and now he's just showing it yeah I mean Dylan Cease you know to me like he's a guy that can develop into
2: the ace of, of this staff you know you look at uh, Giolito who's been up and down in his career you know he had some good time when he was with the Nationals coming over to the White Sox up and down and he really turned himself into a player in the MLB but again you know you do need an ace of the staff I like I said before I think Dallas Keuchel was meant to be the ace when he was first brought All over right. and because of like I said his, his pedigree but I think what you're seeing out of Dylan Cease the way that he can move the ball the way that he You know, uh, playing right now, you know he's uh, uh, he's definitely a guy that could develop into the ace of the team. So we'll see where he is in the next couple years. Um, You know, Aaron Bummer, Aaron Bummer is definitely a concern for me. Just seeing the way he's just a fucking bummer when he goes up there and pitches. Uh, What do you what do you think about him? Because look, look, you you've seen uh, Ronaldo Lopez go up there and have some actually pretty good bullpen moments, but I mean, fucking bummer, man.
1: Uh, Lopez has had what hiccup? so far this year and that's why he has a high era and that was a game that was already out of hand anyways um but a bummer aaron bummer that's what it looks like a bummer every time he goes up there i know he had one good uh, outing i think it was on saturday in a high leverage situation i mean i don't know why i understand why lewis is putting him out there he's like let me get some confidence in him but you know relief pitchers go like this every year where there'll be lights out and the next year they can't hit water they fall out of a boat and that's the problem with bullpens they're not consistent you can have the same guys every year and you'll have a different result for the bullpen so um, right now we just gotta write it out I think we have we can limit his innings with Joe Kelly coming up uh, cause you also have Graveman and then you have Hendricks and Salsa so those are four guys right there that can limit his innings going forward
2: yeah, I mean, you know, I think when we see Joe Kelly come back, you know, again, you, you they have a nice mix of all these players, guys that have been very good players on other teams. Um, and it's interesting to see how they're going to you know, use them in different spots, because with a guy like Cross Rocket, being able but come back, um, you know, Joe Kelly is going to be another guy that can get under your cross. He's a very much a White Sox-style player, just like Josh uh, uh, Harrison mm-hmm. um, and uh, and Kendall Graveman. I mean, Kendall Graveman, a guy that's not necessarily known, but he was a good a couple years ago in Seattle, so the White Sox did a good job of kind of picking up these guys that were kind of known in their, on their team, but not known nationally. You know, I mean, Joe right. Kelly obviously being with the he was with the Red Sox before with the Dodgers so he's kind of pissed off a lot of people in his mm-hmm. career uh, with his you know his antics on the on the mound but again he fits he fits that uh, that little brother attitude that the White Sox have where it's like oh fuck you guys you know um, so I mean I I think we know you know the weird thing to me is we're looking at both the Cubs and uh, the both the uh, the North Side and the South Side uh, um, cross town classics happening like, in the month of May. That's bizarre to me. You've got 4th of July coming up. You have, you know, the whole of June. You know, usually around 4th of July weekend is when you get some Cubs-Sox action. So that's a little bit weird. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of how it it, it wraps up this year because you're looking at uh, May 28th and May 29th being the final two games. And I don't know if it's just... I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, they know, they, they figured that the Cubs are not going to be that good or, or what it is. But this is, to me, this is a failure at scheduling.
1: Oh, I agree. Agreed. One, it's scheduled at the wrong time. Um, it's way too early to have these two teams play. Um, this is what we like to call the mid-summer classic because this is our World Series whether we're in it or not. This is the bragging rights, you know, for the whole year. I don't give a shit about the Cup. I know you don't either. I think the Cup is probably dumb.
2: I, look, I mean, it's it's a traditional thing. It's something that that the players can hang their heads on, right? It's something they can they can hold up and lord over the
1: other team, right? So, so Whether it's north side or south side. I don't understand it, why we have really- it in the locker room, huh? I don't understand why we have the cup in the locker room when we still have two more games to go. Uh, I think
2: because it's I think it goes from the uh, series. So yeah, the the basically because there's only four games this year, you guys can only tie, and because you can't break a tie, you whoever won the last last year, it just carries over. So it's I mean again it's, you know it's kind of silly at that point, but I mean it's kind you know look I get it I get where they do it it's you know it's kind of goofy I think the cup has evolved over the years because I think the first one was just really bad Mm -hmm.
1: now it's now it's a lot better. All right, before we wrapped up this baseball segment, I wanted to ask you how do you feel about the Apple TV?
2: Um, it's I can see how it'd be frustrating for for uh, uh, Sox fans who don't have that subscription, um, and and I think it really comes it stems down to the fact that for so many, so many, so many years we were used to seeing Cubs and the White Sox play on. WGN, yeah. um, you know, year before last, before the Cubs went over to the Marquee Network, we saw them actually have a lot of Channel Seven ABC games. So you were actually able to see it without having, you know, any type of subscription as long as you had a digital connection to to TV. So I get where fans would be frustrated with that, but I mean, I, I think it's also trying to market to market to, uh, baseball to you know people against uh, across other platforms. I mean, you know, you're getting other teams being played on these these platforms as well. So. Mm-hmm. You know uh, I, I think it's it's a marketing ploy a marketing thing uh, made by uh, by MLB and but again uh, to me when I think about Sox fans in general I just think about like old school guys like sitting in front of their TV in the in that same fucking Barca loungers they've had since like 1983 it smells like fucking old-style and, and uh, PBR and, and stale uh, you know vintners chips so, you know, they're probably just like, hey, what the hell? What, why is this damn game on the internet? Yeah, I, I get it. I you mean, I get totally all the staples. Out. But you're also trying to draw in new fans, you know. You're trying to bring in new interest and maybe new fans. Now even signed up for cable in the first place. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I understand that. And I know a lot of people are frustrated. I mean, I have Apple TV, so I'm like not, not worried about it. Um, I wasn't a big fan of it when they first came out and announced it. I was like, "What? what, are, what is Apple doing? Uh, but the presentation has been phenomenal. The, the cameras that they have and the sound quality has been uh, second to none. Um, they're using those super HD cameras to, to film everything. Um, I like the on-field uh, interviews that they're doing. Not fond of the, the, the broadcasting they have going there, but, you know, you got to start off at the bottom. You're not going to get, you know, you know Joe Buck and, and so forth. You know, the top guys that get paid the most money at the, uh, to switch over to Apple TV until it's successful. Um but other than that, I really don't have an issue with it. I've only watched the White Sox game on there just because I'm not gonna watch any other games at the moment. If the Cubs, the Cubs should be on there, I think next week um, for a late game. So um, I don't know. Are you gonna watch it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it if if you know if I have access to it. I'm pretty sure I can just watch yeah, it in Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fine. It, it's fine. It that, look, again, you're talking about you know some 162 games you're gonna tell me that i can't watch one game because of this that or whatever you'll be fine you'll survive but look I, I think what we've what we've discovered today is that uh you know we know we know where both teams are going and i i one thing that i said about the the cubs versus the socks and they're like how people caught Sox fans were so celebratory of it i'm like how embarrassing would it have been for you to lose i mean is that you know what
1: i mean against that team is that what you're
2: celebrating? Like, it's, it was just. Yeah. But it's.
1: So if you look at it, if you kind of reflect, of like, oh, the 2016 Cubs are like, oh, well, you lost a game to the White Sox and they weren't good. I mean, it's, it's neither here or there. Again, it's always like the, the crosstown matchup and shit talking. So that's all it really is. Because these Man. games don't really matter until they play each other in the, in the World Series. And that's not going to happen for a while.
2: Here's the thing until, until uh, either team wins another championship i'll say everybody sucks just (laughs) the way you prove to me that you can win and then i won't say you suck and that for me is the bottom line
1: and that's the bottom line all right fans we'll be right back with stirring the pot after a quick word from our sponsors
0: for 15 15, 15, 15 15 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code truefan15 for 15% off of your entire order.
1: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh oh You know what time it is Oh boy It's time for stirring the pot <laughs> Alright brother I have scoured The interweb And I found Something that you I, ha- You can't say no to I just know Uh-oh. you will not Say no to So I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put all my marbles In this basket And say you cannot say no to this so here it goes this is an appetizer at a restaurant that was just uh photographed on instagram and um i gotta find this restaurant and go to it and try this out but i know you're not gonna say no so yay or nay to this and i'm gonna share it on the screen so you can see it oh i mean come on bro (laughs) so i know everybody can't see the screen because we're audio right now so the the caption says would you try these loaded jerk chicken tater tots and is a picture of a basket of tater tots with jerk chicken on top of it and mango salsa on top
2: yeah i mean it looks like there might be some cheese it looks like there definitely is some cheese in there oh yeah there's some cheese in there yeah i mean come on bro like you know this is this is a this is a cheat mode right here right this is a cheat mode <laughs> Look, like you like you put fucking tater tot anything uh, uh, you know on top of tater tots i'm eating that shit i mean even if i gotta eat through it to get to the tater tots i'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for it. You know it. <laughs> this is a this is a cheat. This is not even fair. This
1: is a softball. This is literally yeah, a softball. This is, just, this,
2: is a, this is a Mother's Day special right here.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, literally, I saw this. I'm like, oh, this is perfect for him. I'm gonna find this place. It's called Mimi's Tacos. It's in the city somewhere. I'm gonna okay. find this, and I'm gonna. I'm hopefully they're open on Sunday mornings early. I will go grab two baskets of this and bring it over. And I'll. I'll it'll be warm outside. And I'll keep the heat on to keep the cheese from uh, getting all fucking gooey hey man that, that, you you think that's gonna stop me <laughs> no it's not That's not gonna stop me bro it's not gonna stop me
2: <laughs> oh man yeah so i mean you got me there you got 100 i mean shit. i can't i can't even i can't even pretend that i'm not gonna eat that oh man i, I was like i'm gonna bet the farm
1: on this <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right man you found a good one today so yeah. congratulations on that we finally Woo-hoo. agree on something but i got a question for you sir what's up
1: before we go what you looking at what are you watching that isn't sports i have been watching better call Saul, uh whatever's on netflix at the moment i'm not even sure if that's the current season i think uh i know it's ending but better call Saul, yeah, at this point what i'm watching it is intertwining with a lot of the um breaking bad characters so a lot of pollos hermanos and the salamangas and all these players all these players that that, that make up uh breaking bad it, it it it's really really coming all together it's really fun show um, it's one of those, uh, where you're waiting for something big to happen. So that's what I've been watching. Everything else is pretty much on hiatus for me. And, uh, I know Mike told me that he's recommended a show to me to, to watch, but I told him I'll anytime in the summer, I'll binge on all the shows you guys recommend. Mm. What are you watching? So I was watching,
2: uh, Ozarks. I started, oh I, I mean, I went back cause it's ending now, right? Or ended or whatever yep. it is and uh so you know you're trying to you're trying to everyone's trying to avoid spoilers here and there mm-hmm. uh my wife watched it all the way through and uh i actually uh, went back and i was like you know what let me let me let me sit down and watch this thing uh so last week uh i put it on and i i'm up to like the fifth or sixth episode but the funny thing is, is when i flipped it on it was like continue after episode 10 i was like oh shit! i already saw ep- 10 episodes but you know how i operate is that i completely mm-hmm. forgot i watched him so as i'm watching it I'm I'm getting reminded of all the things that happened, and uh, it's it's definitely uh, it's it's interesting. But again, the good thing for me is that now that it's over, I can kind of just cruise through it and watch it as it goes, and I don't have to worry about like waiting for next season. Yeah. And I absolutely needed to go back and watch those all those episodes because I completely forgot what happened, why they were in the Ozarks in the first place. Mm-hmm. I knew that I knew that Jason Bateman was a slick motherfucker, but I just didn't know 100 percent how he was getting stuff done. So uh, it's getting to a very climactic moment uh, where he is starting to invest in. The church uh i do remember that now thinking of it i remember him going up and finding all those people congregating on the water so that's uh that's what i've been on and and we'll see we'll, we'll see how far i get i get into the <laughs> series before i forget it exists oh
1: man <laughs> that's that's just your, your mo you never finish any show any season no. it, it has to be a one-off for you
2: yeah i mean it, or a movie or, or a movie and speaking of movies yes, have sir. you uh any interest in going to see the new doctor strange
1: movie yes i'm just waiting for the crowds to die down i can't deal with you know teenagers kicking my seat while i'm watching or having their cell phone or talking the entire time i need to i need to sit down in a theater where you know early enough where i can go yes i gonna be the old person go get the early special and just avoid all the crowd and enjoy the movie to the max
2: but the theaters now they don't have the same they they don't have a seat that you can kick like every seat now is these gigantic like fucking uh, uh recliners you don't you you literally have to get up and walk over and kick someone in the back of the seat now.
1: They're yeah, the same. for the most part, yeah. If you go to like the the if you get a, like an IMAX uh, screen or something like that, you do get the bigger theater. Any of them, they're all like that. They all during pandemic they all
2: remodeled. Oh really? And now you yeah they all have big ass recliners and you can literally sit two people together. You sit two people to re, uh, together mm-hmm. and you can like move the uh, what's that called the the divider between the seats and all Quantum that rest, shit yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no def- that really cool. definitely
1: that's definitely to watch. I just finished Moon Knight. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that was great. It's 6 episodes, so you'll love that. It's 6 episodes in and out. Oh, that's perfect. That's that's, it. that's perfect. your that's in your warehouse right there. <laughs> it's 6 episodes um, and it, I like it that it doesn't uh, right now it doesn't interact with anything else. Uh, so you yeah. don't have to know about anything else so it's its, its own separate entity um and it's really good because it's based on a lot of uh history of uh, uh, egyptian history and so forth about the pharaohs and so forth so that's a good one to watch as well um i yeah definitely i gotta go see the, the multiverse uh doctor stranger multiverse and um, yeah i'm excited yeah to see and, that.
2: and I, I heard a very familiar face sound like uh a, a certain actor who also played uh jean-luc picard uh and uh professor yeah. x, x yeah. i heard that shit i was like i know exactly who that is we we're yeah. talking about multiverses are we finally tying it together Ooh. I'm, I'm excited i think is... my
1: daughter at some point <laughs> oh i've been watching picard uh, you know about that one yeah i i i know i know about it that doesn't mean i watched it no oh, i know you're not gonna watch it but <laughs> it's like actually it. pretty good it's actually really good stories uh i think i finished it uh, the last episode was this past friday so and then have you watched ptolemy gray yet Jeez. No, that's another one. That's you a know, short series. You know I didn't. You had time? No, I when, <laughs> during, <laughs> when these rain I time? during these
2: rainouts. During these rainouts. What rainouts? You, okay, you you understand that I was you know I was working constantly. I'm not. I'm never not working. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids and wife and spending time with everyone and trying trying. I, I, I that's one thing is is just trying to spend more time. More time with them because next thing you know, they're you know uh, you That's see grown. my my older daughters looking me dead in my eye, and pretty soon the younger one will be too. So I gotta <laughs> take advantage of that that <laughs> family time while I can, because it'll be over soon enough, man.
1: Yeah, I, I hear you on that
2: so a couple of shout outs i want to give number one i want to give a shout out to my my uh my niece kelsey whose birthday is today and uh so happy birthday kiddo and also today is the anniversary of my hip surgery to the the anniversary of my hip replacement and as well our boy jay soto he had knee surgery the same day the same year i want to say it was either I i want to say it was 2018 2018 sounds right to me so we were gonna say that's what year it was but yeah that we on the same exact day we had our surgery and uh, I'm still walking and so is he so uh good for us man it's uh it's, it's a hell of a journey um, and and it, it it is definitely feels weird to have that uh, piece of metal in my hip every once in a while but uh but yeah we, we made it we made it
1: that's awesome I'm, I I completely understand what you guys have gone through uh, me going through a hip surgery as well so hey as long as you can be 95%, that that'd be that's a win right there compared to the Shut pain up. that we used to be in. I'll take 70. <laughs> that's cuz you like the 70s era. Yeah.
2: But ladies and gentlemen, once again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy birthday to my wife upcoming and to Big Z as well. So, I will acknowledge you as you request. <laughs> acknowledge. And, me. and I mean to be fair, I, I make a big deal out of birthdays. Their birthdays are important. The yeah. the people out there do not celebrate their birthday. That you're super weird to me because I think of it this way: you never know if you're ever gonna get another one. So celebrate everyone that you get an opportunity to uh, to celebrate. So happy birthday, Z! Happy birthday, Kim! Happy birthday, Kelsey! And uh, that's it for today, yeah, ladies absolutely. and gentlemen. Thank yes. you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors: 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t shirt. Search your keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TrueFan15. Go and get your shirts right now. And check out our guy Danny and his crew over at acsi.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Check acsi.tech. That's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today and get your summer in gear. Don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio podcast now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Thrompson talk about sports, movies, and all. Types of ill shit. And don't forget to check out their Shine Native Radio Nights uh, performing all over the place. They just got back from Canada not that long ago. They're out there doing their thing. So shout out to them and check them out when you can. Shout out to ronash Panic Series Beats and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Moment merch and ear. And check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at TrueCHIFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us, hit the DMs, telling tell us you're stirring the pot, ideas, your recommendations for movies, and just tell us what you think about the show. You can also email us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 96. Until then, be good to each other
1: for Lover Sports. Swish. A few moments later.
2: You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth.
1: Lover Boy. Nature versus Nurture Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Evil you'll be your pet's off! Uh,
2: oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke evil eat that poppers.